0: I'll have a blue
3: Christmas without you
0: I'll be so blue This is Clay Thompson, and you are listening to The Morning Roast on 95.7 you I like the older Elvis stuff. A little more. Are you big Elvis guy, B? <laughs> yeah. Huge Elvis. Uh, Can you name one Elvis song? Uh, uh, hound Dog. Oh, that, there you go. I'm proud of you. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Yeah, that's about it. But I, I'm not. Yeah,
2: Huge Elvis. So I have this poster
0: Can on my you wall. Me tee up caught in a trap one I, I of the to, great songs of all I time i used to have
2: elvis presley his poster was right on my wall next to tupac
0: shakur was elvis or did tupac well they did both I'm, die I'm, in very I'm, I'm, I'm tragic kidding. ways i'm kidding i heard the elvis movie was good though well elvis was an icon he obviously stole a lot of people's stuff and yeah was, but, but but elvis is an icon and he was also a, a movie uh star there, there's a certain segment of american population that views elvis as god you know a lot of hard feelings, I think, though, too, because he took a lot from the African American community it's when it comes I, to yeah. music, and yeah. then he it's only definitely. got popular because he's white and yes, good looking. Exactly. Yeah,
2: absolutely, yeah. So they hear, I understand. here, great I, moves, I, I always thought it was weird that when people would walk around and dress like Elvis. Oh,
0: I saw a couple like of a them in Vegas. Elvis.
2: Like I don't get that. Okay, so they're, so I don't the, I don't get it,
0: and and then they talk like, "How are you doing?"
2: Yeah, they it's do me. the whole. Yeah, With the
0: hair and everything. Very odd.
2: Wasn't there a conspiracy theory well, that he's still alive or something? What's or? no, well, he he passed oh. away. He oh, okay. overdosed. Like the top, um, like the Tupac stuff.
0: Yeah, but no, well, like Tupac's Tupac in Cuba was in right now. I mean, come on, yeah, I've seen I, pictures. All right, all right, no, come come but <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. Uh the, the one thing about the Elvis Presley impersonators, they're very weird. But to be Howard Cosell impersonator like Mr. C was for many, many years, yeah. remember that guy? I thought that was even more weird. Very niche impersonation. Like, what's the circuit you're doing? If you're doing the impersonation circuit,
2: yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. You get to fake Michael Jacksons. You get to fake Elvis. Maybe I've there's never money ever seen in that. Fake Michael Jackson. You never have. No. you've never been on Market Street, did? It's fake Michael Jackson every day on Market Street. Well, those are called drug addicts. No, they're not. Just them. no. There's people out there being the fake Michael Jackson. There's a lot of them. You they're got the drug addicts. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not just that. Not Different everybody does all on Market Street uh, man, you have more respect for your city. I love Market uh, Street. No, you don't. Midtown no you don't.
0: rags, baby. I,
2: I love Richie Rich at Livermore. Richie Rich, what's happening, Richie Rich?
1: Being and Shafky, my being my guys. Good morning, man. Hey, good B, am like you, man. I'm pissed. That game, they didn't do a damn thing for to me. pissed me off, man. I I, I realize it's time. Like you gotta change that rotation. Wigs your ass on the bench, man. When you got a, a, a bunch of rooks coming at you, where I didn't even know their damn names yesterday, and they was press you like that and had you on your heels, man. If that's another team, if that if that's Arizona, anybody, Phoenix, you're getting, that game's over at halftime. You're,
0: so the boss came in here. He's right. Your phone was clicking a little. It was like uh, seashells. In the words it of was Burner. Like the, no, it was like
2: the FBI. That's what I was going to say. In the, the words,
0: They, they tapping. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, B, the boss comes in here. He, s- he swings the door open, and he goes, Bonte, you said it early on in the season. You said that nobody fears the Warriors, and you are right. I'm watching Shaden Sharp, and I'm watching all these guys. Scoot Henderson, they were going at the Warriors yesterday. No, they were. They were. It's Zero blown by everybody. Blown by everybody. Anthony Simons I mean, was hitting wild shots.
2: Yeah, he was hitting wild shots. He was 10 to 27 as well. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but you know, I was talking I was texting with Chad doing before the game. Oh yeah. Chad doing our boy from Rift City Radio. Yeah. Next time they play the Blazers, we'll have Chad on. Flight 95-7. Uh, <laughs> dude, he-
1: now that's the Ch- name
3: I'm not. <laughs>
2: So Chad Dewey, I was texting him him before the game. I said, so scoots back. He came back against Utah last Saturday, scored 17. That's where Jeremy Grant, and by the way, Jeremy Grant didn't even play. You know what scoots? Gosh, Jeremy Grant didn't play, but uh, he was bringing up this Kamara kid. He goes, you're going to like Kamara. Now, Kamara was 3 of 14 for the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> but the guy was trying to defend oh. Steph Curry. He was trying to face guard him. He grabbed 13 rebounds. He low. was active. This Kamara kid was good. I was like, damn. He's like, Surprising. you're going to
0: like this kid. Surprising. And I was like, I do like this kid. Scoot Henderson, though, uh, took a page out of the Reggie Jackson um, accessory wardrobe. Did you notice that?
2: Nah, yeah, with the goggles. I the like goggles, it. The, the glasses,
0: the arm sleeve. I mean, he had all the accessories. He's yoked up, man. Hey, he plays
3: strong.
2: Yeah, he does The bowling play ball. Uh, let's go to Miles at Fort Basin. Miles, what's happening? You're on the roast.
3: Good morning, it's up, uh, guys. Good morning. I was at the game last night, and if this is how we play after three days of rest against <laughs> the Portland Trailblazers, I'm very concerned. <laughs> Looney looks old. Uh, Wiggins, lackadaisical. Clay takes difficult shots makes life harder on himself than it needs to be so you know i keep thinking about that guy we're a 43 team win brother you know that that's going to be true if we continue to play like this and so we it gets late early to your point bonte that if we win 40 games this year it gets to the point where are we just going to run it back next year with this same crew no if it's a forty-win season then painful cuts are right around the corner and to where we're already looking at the end of the tunnel like midway through the season here yeah no so,
0: doubt <laughs> No, it's a great call right there, and like we're watching the game back because it's it's on here in the studio, and it's you know three minutes to go in the third quarter, and it's the play where Steph Curry's pressuring the ball, and he's really trying to crank up his defensive energy. He had scored like ten straight points or whatever up until that point. I think he had fifteen or sixteen. the seventeen
2: in, that, in the third. So you go, seventeen in that quarter. Twenty two in the second half,
0: and and Kaminga comes into the the lane and steals the ball, goes all the way down for the easiest dunk, and they slow motion show the highlight of Steph Curry turning to the bench and like, let's go! And he's clapping his hands, let's go! And he's like imploring the team to like wake up. And and I'm looking and I'm seeing an animated version of Steph Curry. Very seldom does he show that kind of like desire and drive in a regular season game like that, that didn't have the stakes... It had nothing attached it
2: to it. It wasn't quite as dramatic as when he did it after the All-Star break during the playing season with Kelly Oubre no, Jr., no. where he's telling them against the Clippers, come on, let's go, and they're getting their ass kicked by the no. L.A. Clippers. It wasn't it's that. pretty close, though. But nah, I don't know if it was that close, but it was, he wasn't because he was in their faces. Like, guys, come on, well, let's go. Like, that was Steph Curry. Yeah, on that the was bench, at a timeout. In front, yeah. During the timeout. You're right. So this is a little different, but – he was saying, come on, guys, let's go. Let's get this dub. we got to get going here. We're 20 games into the season. We're 9-11, and, and we're at home. we got to beat this team. So, it's... Look, the thing about pro sports is nothing lasts forever. We know that. We've seen it here in this market alone. So, Montana got traded, for crying out loud. Jerry Rice moved on and played across the bay with the Oakland Raiders. All right, it was weird to see Jerry Rice in a different uniform. It was weird to see Ronnie Lott in a different uniform. The Giants... Look, to your point about last year, and I've heard this before, about not becoming the San Francisco Giants with the Brandons and with Posey and keeping guys a little too long here, re-signing guys like DeScofani or whatnot. Joe Lacob, I know he's an owner who wants to win. And I know Joe Lacob, look, he's emotionally attached to this core group, and how could you not? They've helped you win four championships. That's just, they helped you win four championships. They're statue, guys. You know, they're going to have their jerseys in the rafters. There's no doubt about that. They'll be retired. 11 will be retired. 23 will be retired. 30 will be retired. But at some point, even when it comes to Andrew Winkins and Kevon Looney, for that matter, you got to have an uncomfortable conversation, whether it's the rotation, whether it's starting, or whether it's moving on if you can't handle coming off the bench or having to reduce roll. Right now it's not the time to be, you know, the mentals, you got to check yourself. As a player, you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, "What is best for the basketball team?" And if the coach comes to me saying, "Hey, I need to play less minutes," then so be it. So be it. We're trying to win basketball games. We're not trying to waste the window of Stephen Curry. We have a premium player, a guy who's playing the top five basketball as an individual, but he needs help. And if these guys can provide the help, and I'm talking about Andrew Wiggins, and Klay Thompson, and Kevon Looney, then we got to look. We got to find solutions here. And I'm I'm open to anything. I've said that all season long. Now's the time to be open-minded to everything. Now, Clay Thompson took a massive step back yesterday. Massive step back. It was not good. Andrew Wiggins just hasn't been good all season. What's the deal with that? He's the guy who we've deemed as the most important player of the Warrior season.
0: I mean, Wiggins has been on a milk carton. I mean, and, Martin, and that's the problem. He, he, that's
2: a problem. He's the guy who's supposed to take he, Clay Thompson's place. Paul Pierce said it yesterday. Here's Paul Pierce uh Paul Pierce on Clay struggling since the injuries. So Clay Thompson was a, a a great two-way player. Yeah. And I thought at first his defense was ahead of his scoring. Then he became a dynamic scorer uh-huh. who could still defend. Wiggins, I'm not calling him that dynamic scorer, but he was definitely supposed to step in and take the burden of whoever's the best guard yeah. of the night. If they play Luca, uh uh Clay go play um go play somebody else. Uh, Wiggins to take Luka, Booker, play, blah, blah, blah,
3: blah, right? all, all the that. tough matchups. Yeah, And he hasn't panned out, P. Dealing with the injuries, the mouths, you know, all he's been through, that's why they brought a Wiggins in. But Wiggins ain't took that challenge to where I need to be the second in charge behind Curry to where Wiggins should be out there giving you 20, 25 a night at this stage because he's young legs, he's still athletic, he, you know, he ain't got the same mouths as these other guys and he ain't stepped up.
2: He hasn't stepped up. And then you get Festus and Mully last night on the postgame show. Here's what Festus and Mully had to say about the importance of Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins for the Golden State Warriors is a key piece because he's a guy that can defend the best player on the other team. He's a guy, he's probably the next best playmaker behind Steph Curry in terms of ability. He's one of the best players that can come off the dribble, can get to the rim, and with that, you can also create shots for other guys. That's why you need Andrew Wiggins to get going because when he gets going, then he can do that for other guys. So right now, off to a slow start this season, but I think the Warriors, they're going to be fine. If you have a game like this where Andrew Wiggins has nine points and the Warriors... Is able to get a win. I think as the team gets to continue to build the chemistry, he'll, he'll get better. The team will get better together. I just want to see Andrew Wiggins get back to that Andrew Wiggins of the finals where he's rebounding, getting that nine rebounds a game, scoring about 17 points for this team. Then the Warriors will really be cooking then.
3: He's a 19-point-per-game career scorer. To me, you look at the the top six veteran players, Andrew Wiggins is the one player, in my mind, that has the advantage athletically.
2: Uh, He's in the prime of his career. Uh, So the Warriors really need him to get back to what he was if they want to make a deep run moving forward. So can he get back to that point? Can Can he get back? And I think the reason why fans are becoming impatient with Andrew Wiggins is because of what happened last season. You no, know, he missed two months of the season, and I hope everything is well with his personal life. Um, I love Andrew Wiggins. I love his personality. I love who he is as a person, as a human being. I love what he does for the for the entire country, Canada. But this is a performance business, and when you get the contract extension, the four year deal worth one hundred nine million dollars, you have to become consistent. And there's just it just hasn't been the case. It hasn't been the case whatsoever. Can you get that from him? Can he become that guy again? I don't know. I just don't know. We know who Clay is. I mean, Clay's going to struggle, and Clay may have to take some minutes. Or he may have to come off the bench at some point. I know, and I don't really care at
0: this point. I don't really care because well, rea- what I saw last night, Shasky, was infuriating. I, I know, but like the reality is the double whammy of Clay having one of his worst seasons ever, like statistically, just across the board, um, and Wiggins having his worst season statistically across the board through twenty games. Simultaneously, it's just it's un- the it, they almost can't overcome it. They 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 almost can't like that's where they're at right now. And and so something's got to give. And when I watch the young players got, play, like Moody and, and Kaminga and Pajemski, are they solutions? No, but are they more helpful right now than than what we've seen from the other two guys? It feels like it. Yeah, not I mean, it really good. feels like it. I I just I, I mean we can't keep ignoring it. We're, we're 20 games in. Things can change. Things can flip. Guys can go on runs. You can have a hot month and totally change everything. But right now, first quarter of the season, Wiggins and Clay are having career lows essentially across the board.
2: And the crazy part is, is Clay is actually not shooting as much as he did last season. His attempts are down all across the board, whether it's threes and field goals. So he's shooting the ball less. And it still just doesn't look good because he can't move the way he used to move. He just can't. He can't. You know, he used to play like Rip Hamilton, coming off multiple screens and just he was so dynamic coming off the screens and now there's a lot
0: of standing around in the motion offense. I was gonna say, when was the last time he had a wide open corner three?
2: Yeah, it's been a while. Teams are And, Teams, that's the thing. He's so guardable now I know that he doesn't have space to well, shoot it. So now, even in the fourth quarter, he took some Well, he hit shots. One. He hit a big one. Right? Out of a timeout.
0: Yes, he hit a he, big he one. Hit he hit he hit thought, a big okay, one. maybe
2: that'll get him going.
0: And then, then he missed two that it, just didn't look pretty. Well, he, he caught one near the sideline, and it was, was a corner. classic, like, yeah. uh, I'm going to throw this up. And everyone's like, whoa. It's like 20 seconds on the shot oh, clock. I I what know. are you doing? I know. And those are the ones where, like, you could throw all the stats at me, it's like, what are you doing? And then, and then finally, he went back door and got a or right down the middle of the lane and got a beautiful yep, uh, little layup. pass from Draymond Green. Yep. And I think his other bucket in the first half was a backdoor cut as well. So when he moves even just a little, his shots are better. Problem is, he can't move like he used yeah, to. No, to your he point, can't. he can't. Um, and then Andrew Wiggins is just, I, I don't even know. Like this thing, but, and I listen to Festus. you his know, second best play. He's not your second best playmaker. He's he's. Your most athletic regular player, that if I throw Camingo off to the side, but he needs to get buckets where he's going downhill. He needs is, others to help him. But
2: I think what Festus was saying though is like he can be your two way guy, your second best player. He can make plays for himself in the half court. He, he's a bucket getter when he's right. He's just saying right right now. Well, so I don't think, that's think he what makes Festus others better. But, but he's a bucket getter. He could go out there when a de- when a defense bogs down or when the offense bogs down. Hey, Wiggins, we need a bucket. Do your work at the half court. A little step back elbow jumper. Hey, even that's not hitting. So right now he's not the second best player. And but I think Festus's point and Mulley's point, and I think all of our points, is you need Andrew Wiggins from a couple years ago if you're gonna make a run. And right now you're not that guy. And so
0: we gotta find solutions. He's shooting twenty six percent from three. Oh, I know. I know. Now, I mean, that's like you are in the Westbrook listen, zone. Listen, listen, I'm so
2: upset. I'll dress it up. Entering last night, I'll dress <laughs> it up for Andrew Livingston. <laughs> I love Liggins. you so much. No, seriously, because it, it does matter. Last six games prior to last okay, night, he was it? shooting 40% from three. Okay, it's a, yeah, a lot better. big game against Sacramento. a lot better. Yeah, no, it is a lot better. He had the game where he hit five threes in a game against Oklahoma City when he into that game 5-37 from three. Well, he hit five threes in that overtime loss against OKC. So he, it felt like, you know, going in, and, that's, and that's the thing with Andrew Wiggins. He had the adductor strain, right? He's playing the best basketball. I thought it was a carryover from the NBA Finals. He was playing some tremendous basketball to start the season. Then he suffers the adductor strain, right? He suffers that. Then he gets sick. He comes back. He's trying to figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. And before he missed two months of the season, he had a damn good game against the L.A. Clippers. Remember that? Like, wow. Okay,
0: cool. Right before the All-Star break. There you go, Wiggs. I mean, that was almost a year ago.
2: This was last season.
0: I, I, yeah. He, All-Star break was February. Like, yeah, weeks.
2: I know. But it was last season. And he didn't miss two months. And he missed two months. And then he came back and it was just like, well, what do you expect from him he's missed two months? Well,
0: that I so, we all so, agree. But I expected so, but, him to be ready to roll yeah, this
2: year. Yeah, and we all did. We all did. Now, Anthony Slater told us last week that, you know, the rib injury really eliminated his offseason season work. I don't know. But I'm just telling you right now, he looks different. He looks a little more frail. He doesn't look as strong as he was a couple years ago, even last year. I don't know. At at a, three, at a, at a small forward spot where your guard dude, 6'8", 215, 220, 240. I mean, this is a guy who you can stick on LeBron James for crying out loud. Now I don't even know if you can do that. I don't know if you can do that. So that's – that's an issue here with Andrew Wiggins. He's got to become consistent, and if he's not consistent, his team has no shot.
0: I, um, I just look at it this way: if you did a fantasy draft, like a simulation on a video game, and you got Steph Curry, and then your second best player was Draymond Green, that's not good enough to win a championship. No, right? It's I, and I'm not. And I, we all love Draymond Green, but like you, you just do just do it in your head. If you're the other team, it's Steph and Dre and what? Well, and what? Role I players? Know. I don't know. That's not good enough. No,
2: it's not good enough at all. Um, you know,
0: like it's it just I'm, I'm gonna, and, and I, I think that they're you know in the words of Elvis, they're caught in a trap. Is Can't that a go song? back.
2: That's that like
0: the only way to get out of this is they got to make a move. I feel like yeah,
2: because as a great Yogi Berra said, and Chris Muller loves this, it gets early, late. <laughs> <laughs> it gets early late Especially out there. Especially in oh, December. Oh, man. Oh, uh, us go. sun to, sets at 5. Yeah, let's go to Bree Bree in San Francisco, in the city. Bree Bree, what's happening?
1: What's up? Good morning, y'all. Good morning, Bree Bree. So, hey, so I'm going to take a different, like, a different outlook on this Clay Thompson thing because I think he is kind of like the 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 turn in the team. Because the Warriors are telling him, like, we might not think it, right? But the Warriors are telling him, you're the second best, third best player on this team because he's taking the second or third most shots, right? So so I think that the Warriors need to sit down and say, we finally need to come to a contract. Because when it's a contract year, guys play two different ways. They either play out of their mind or they press the issue. And I think we're getting the press the issue play. And so, like, if – because they're not telling, like, they just celebrated, what, the 11, 30, 23? So they're saying, we want you here. We love that you're still a part of this staple. But they haven't yet showed them. And so I think, if, I mean, Clay knows he's not a max player, right? But at least to sign him how they did Draymond, at least for the, the three years or whatever, and then after the season, if they say, okay, Clay, we should probably trade you, then trade him. But at least for right now, I think he's just playing for a contract. So
2: that's my view on it. No, that's a good that's a good point, Bree. I'm not mad at your opinion, uh, Bree-Bree. He is pressing. There's no doubt. Clay, we've gotten to know him over 13 years. We know how sensitive he could be. He reads everything. He listens or people send him stuff. He's aware of what's going on in the chat around him. There's no doubt about that. And on one side of it, you cherish that about him because he does feel, as an NBA player who's making multi-millions, he does feel like one of us. Very personable, very just down to earth type of guy. So, if anybody's going to be pressed during a contract season, it's probably going to be Clay. And then you add the fact that he knows he can't defend at the level he should defend at. And he knows he needs guys to create for him to go off. And if nobody's creating for him, he can't do it himself. His handles have never quite been there. And it was on display against Sacramento and the L.A. Lakers. And he didn't get space to shoot. And it looked bad, very bad. Joe could mentioned it. Boy, it was bad. We all saw it against the Lakers. Boy, it got ugly. And so I don't know if Clay. I think Clay's fighting through it. And he's a guy who we know mentally can really just be in a dark place. And right now maybe he's in that dark place. At times you see him trying to break out of it, break out of it, break out of it because there is so much pressure to producing and thinking that he is the guy he was before the injuries, but he's just not there yet. So with him, as Bree Bree said, I think we do see a young man who's pressing, knowing that this could be the end with the Warriors, knowing it could be the beginning and the end of his career, and knowing that he's just not the same guy. And on some level, I understand. I understand. I, I, I couldn't imagine being in the contract here, knowing that I've helped this organization win four championships, and I don't have it. Boy, like the day I don't have it in radio or the day I don't have it in TV, it's going to be a dark day for me too. <laughs> it's going to be a dark day for everybody.
0: I don't know. I, I I always find this difficult to compartmentalize the average person trying to understand what the athlete is going through when it comes to contract money. Because on one end, you're like, dude, you've made $265 million in your career to this point, right? And on the other end, like, we all can work till we're – 60 or 65 and hopefully you get to work that long you know their careers are very very short and they want to maximize it And they want to keep it going and make as much money as they absolutely possibly can I just think it's really difficult when when fans hear like so-and-so's in a contract year It's like one thing when you're Brock Purdy making 800 grand It's another when a guy's been around forever and it's very difficult to understand that.
2: see but no, but I think I but that's why well I hear you. Maybe it is difficult to understand, but I understand it because I've been around these athletes for a long time now, and I'm not taking not taking a shot at you or anything like that or at any fan, but they are human beings too. Sure. And and just because they make a lot of money doesn't mean they deserve all the crit- criticism that they get. Like these like these guys in the league, whether it's the NFL, baseball, and I. If that's to show me one time, the comments they get as players is just salacious. It's just nasty. It's just, think about it. Guys go out there Dak Prescott had to tweet at somebody because he didn't throw for 300 yards, and they're just ripping him because they're pissed off he didn't produce for their fantasy team or a bet. And he's like, dude, I am I don't care about your fantasy team. Like, think about what these athletes go through from I can't handle it when somebody rips me on a text line or YouTube. So I'm going to compartmentalize with these athletes who do make multi-millions because despite the money, when you can't do what you love at the highest level, the game you train for your whole damn life to get to this point in the NBA, and you can't do it, and you're pressing, I don't care how much money you make. You still get, you still have feelings. Rich people have feelings. You can't just say, oh, man, I got $600 million. I don't care. No. Like, at least Clay cares despite all the money he makes. The dude still wants to play, and he just can't do it. And I feel bad for him because he
0: just can't do it, and I he's did, pressing. I, I Okay, so but so there's I, also so a level not, of self awareness to understand where you're at in the pecking role, and it just it to me again. This is just my gut feeling. The way I see, just watching it every night, this team is bent over backwards to try to assimilate to him and get him in there, and it's at the expense of, of at times some of the younger players. And so something's got to give here, right? And I understand his feelings and his desires. and well, his that's wants, what I'm saying. But I'm running a business here. Well, I'm, I'm that's Lake what I'm up. saying. I'm not I'm not saying that he shouldn't
2: sacrifice minutes. I said it last Tuesday. He should have been out in the last 426. I'm just speaking from a human element to Bree Bree's call and following up that the guy's pressing hard. And I understand why he's pressing. He is. I understand why he's pressing. Because, one, you know, Mully always talks about it. Mully goes, I knew when I didn't have it. I was already one of the slowest guys in the league. I knew when I didn't have it anymore. I talked to d Wright about it. When do you know? We had Festus on before he went to the G League Combine. Remember that? Yeah. With Kate Scott. And you can hear the fess's voice.
0: And when he got down there, it's like, damn, yeah, but be, I don't have it anymore. When you hear from, again, I'm not pretending to be Mully, but usually, yeah, they know, but the rest of the league finds out before you know because the well, mayor's the, the last to know.
2: Well, the, league's, the league knows. You know, the league I knows. mean. But, but the players know, and they're hoping the league doesn't find out and catch up to it. Now the league knows. The league saw the Lakers series. The league saw the Kings series, and they know how to play the Warriors. And so when you think about that, it's a depressing feeling. I'm I was talking to Mully about Indiana. He goes, dude, it was tough for me to even go to practice. You get to a dark place. I don't give a damn how many millions you got. You get to a dark place. It's a tough spot to be in, man. It is tough when you know you don't have it anymore. And that's that's maybe where Clay is at. So I do so Okay. Shame on me for having an empathy for a guy no. who's made 500 million dollars in his career. But then, I don't th- care.
0: So then let's let's spin it forward. Does that mean that you just keep playing him until he like? You, well, you're just not going to snap not play out of it. it. It's you're been not, 20 games. He hasn't scored 25 once this okay,
2: year. Okay, forget to 25 that he hasn't scored 25. You guys want him to sacrifice shots? He sacrificed shots this year. If he gives me 18, 19 a game, I'm good with that. Which he did the previous seven games before last night. He was giving you 19 a game with some good percentages. He's a, a lot more efficient than he was the first 13, 12, 11 games or whatever it was.
0: He was. I mean, I, I mean, look, was he I, not? I don't think Clay has been one of the top four best warriors this year. I'm not saying he is, Shasky, but you said you, know, you need him. You, you,
2: you, you, on one end, you want him to score 25 a game. No, no, no. But what on I'm one end, you want that, him to, that
1: guy's
0: not coming back. Right? He's not.
2: He's not there. He's gave the 18 he gave me for a seven game stretch before last night was good for me. 41 percent from three is good
0: for me because I understand his limitations. What, what, I understand who he is. I think where we get caught up is that something has to give. Right? He has to accept where he's at to allow the growth of a Moody or a Kaminga at his expense. Well, that's where Steve Kirk comes into play.
2: What? That's where Steve Kirk comes into play. Well, and and I also think last Last night may have been the start of it. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Mentally, you got to talk to him. And if he can't handle it mentally, then we need to
0: have another conversation. And that's not going to be a very comfortable Like yesterday, you know, he, he he checked back in, and they ended up winning the game down the stretch. But I was thinking, man, I'd like to see, you know, I wanted to see Moody kind of close that game out after how he yeah. played in that first half, right? No, so, like, you. that's an example of, you know, he didn't play good all game, and yet they, I don't know, they, they put him in at the end of the game. Then they ended up winning the game. He made a big three. He had a big bucket on a cut play. He also had a couple of bad shots. There was some give and take. He wasn't all bad. He wasn't all great. And so... That's a game, though, where I'm saying, okay, well, Moody played better than him throughout the majority of that game, and then he gets to the final five minutes, and we go back to Clay Thompson there. So are we going to continue to do that all no, year? I
2: don't, think, I don't think so. Steve Kerr said this. He said it last night, and I'll play something from Melinda Dibs last week, but Steve Kerr said this last night about maybe changing the start lineups depending on matchups or just rotation changes.
3: Every night's going to be different with this team. That's what I'm finding out. You know what we what we need each night seems to be different depending on the matchup, depending on how the game's going. It's hard to predict what's going to happen each night. It's also hard to play ten or eleven guys. So I, I don't think we know. You know, I, I think I said it to you guys last week. I mean, we have a, a, a deep team, a deep roster, but we don't have roster clarity in terms of you know who's who's going to play every single night. And so everybody's just got to stay ready. And I'm really proud of J.K. that that. He he did that, and he was really
0: the, the the
2: reason we won. All right, so that's Steve Curry yesterday. Here's what he, he w- said on Willard and Dibs last reason. week. He was a difference. Yeah. He was a difference. And I thought
0: the young oh. guys alongside of Steph oh. for however many minutes they were out but. there, they felt galvanized.
2: I, I see somebody uh, on YouTube. Hey, man, we bit over backwards for Clay's last contract when he tore the ACL in the well, NBA Well, that's finals. what he was worth well, at, at that time. Well, what were you going to do? Not pay him? Well, did no. you not want to pay him it back then? He had earned that money. Like, nobody was, knew. He was worth that. Nobody time. knew. Nobody knew Clay Thompson was going to tear his Achilles the day the NBA draft when you selected James Wiseman. That flipped everything for him. That flipped everything because in the workouts, and I think DeLon Wright was at that workout, there was a bunch of NBA players. And Durrell. we were talking the day he did that. He said, Clay looked great. Clay looked like a Clay Old. And then the Achilles snapped. And now you got a different guy. You got a guy who's a shell of himself, and it's bad right now. But here's Steve Kerr last week on Willard Dibs on making changes to the lineups. Here's Steve Kerr's answer.
3: The guys who are going to drive us winning a title or not, we know who they are, right? There's Steph, Draymond, Wiggs, Bloom, uh, you know, Clay. Like, those guys, they were the ones. Uh, Gary, you know, huge part of that championship a year and a half ago. So we know those are the guys that have to perform at a high level if we're going to compete for a title. So the guys who are going to determine our season are our our main guys, our key guys, right? Are The guys who make all the money, they're the ones who determine winning and losing. Um, I think our young guys are all developing. And they're, you know, they're 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 developing at different stages. You you try to help the development process. You fit them in here and there. But this season is about winning a championship. Uh, so that means for me, I am going to lean in to our starters. I'm going to lean into our key guys, and I'm going to give them uh, all the space they need to find their rhythm, to establish, you know, who they are. And once that happens, it'll make the roles much easier to play for the young guys. Um, if you want to bail out on the old guys and plug the young guys in, then you're talking about an entirely different uh, goal. And that, that's, that's, now you're talking about the future. You're not talking about winning a championship because those guys aren't ready to, to do that.
2: That's Steve Kerr's answer last week on Willard and Dibbs. What do you take away from
0: well, that? Well, my retort to him would be, like, because he said Steph, Dre, Wiggins, Clay, Loon, and GP2. And then I would throw CP3, who he didn't reference. Like, we're going to win or lose with those guys at championship. Then I would just say to him, well, then you're not winning the championship. Because right now, it's Steph and Dre are playing really well. CP3's been been good, good for this team. GP2's out. Wiggins, Clay, Loon. That's not good enough. Like, that's what I would say. And I would say that like now, now you're in denial mode because things have changed dramatically in a year and a half. Wiggins has not resembled that player for close to a calendar year. And Clay is probably not going to get back to where he was a year and a half ago, right? And Loon does not look like the same player this year. He just doesn't. He just doesn't. And maybe they round into four. Maybe 20 games from now, we're halfway through the season, and I look super foolish and dumb, and they flip it around, and they all have a great month of December and January, and it looks totally different. But as of right now, I would say to him, yeah, that's not getting it done, and I think you're shortchanging the youngsters. That's the other part of this. I actually think now he's looking at the youngsters – through the rookie prism, and I'm like, well, they're in year three. Yeah. If they're not going to be ready to pull out of the oven as a lasagna, well, then when the hell are they going to be ready? Well, So now I've got a bunch of parts that I can't use. Like, then you need to make a trade. If. If. I just don't agree so, with him. No, I,
2: I don't I don't agree either. Okay, so like, do, I guess I'm being confident. I don't agree so, with you. Because I know a lot of people love to put words in my mouth, but here's what I'm saying. Yeah, what are you saying? Well, and I haven't even re- responded to it yet, but here's what I think. Mm-hmm. If he's going to lean on the old vets, I get with Draymond and Steph Curry because they're playing well, but the other guys are not playing well enough to win the championship. So you're not going to win with the veterans. If we're going to go down with the old ship, then you know what? We're we're probably a first round team. If that, if that, right now you're not even in the box. If the playoffs started today and then we're, it's foolish to say we're only 21 games in, but I'm saying anyway. It's a good chunk of the you know, season, it, though. It's, it's 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 a good chunk. We yeah. kind of know who they are. It, it's exactly, exactly. They're not going to be able to compete with the Minnesotas, the it, OKCs, the Denvers, the Lakers, the Clippers, yeah. the Suns,
0: the Kings. They, they feel a little lesser than so, those teams that so you reference. So if
2: we need to recalibrate our expectation, then maybe play the young guys a little bit. But I understand what Steve Kerr saying. If we do play the young guys, then the goal is not winning a championship. The goal is to get them better, but this is where last year comes into play, and it's like, boy, you could have, you could have got them ready for this year by playing them last season. Now it looks bad that Kaminga doesn't play in the playoff series. No, because we the need, Kings we had to play, play
0: Jeremy Lamb, we had, had to, and,
2: and Anthony Lamb, and or, uh, me, uh, Anthony Lamb, and, uh, Je- and Ty Jerome. Thank you. I'm sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> so you don't play these guys at all last year. So we kind of wasted the second season. I agree. So now they're not ready to help you win a championship. So to your point about trades and maybe making a trade, yeah, I I think I think a move needs to be made. Well, it's kind of no doubt a shakeup needs to be made.
0: It it is ironic to me that we spent the bulk of the last year or so leading up to this season blaming all the young players for everything. And this year it's like, no, the veterans have really let them down this year. This year. The veterans have really let them down. I would say the veterans are more to blame for the fourth quarter collapses and just the slow starts. They were last year on the road in the first five games. Remember
2: that? We were on it. And we were on it, and everybody else said we were dumb. Everybody said no. It's the youngsters. The youngsters. The youngsters. Right. And I'd go back to South Beach, Miami, where they scored two points in the last five minutes. When they blew the game in Orlando. When they blew the game in Charlotte right. in overtime. When they got blown out in Detroit. I could go on and on and on. And so many youngsters actually have one of the more impressive
0: wins when they went just, to Cleveland with Jordan, Paul, and Jonathan Kabigo. I, I just boil it down. This like it, it to me. I, we could talk lineups and isn't. When I watch Pajemski, Moody, and Kaminga play, they just have a little more juice than some of the other guys out there. Yeah. It's very simple. Like I, I, I feel like we all—not you, but like—we overcomplicate these things. Well, they're winners, and their resume. Just watch the games. Watch the games. I don't care about the egos and the this and that. The the, the owner's spending way too much money to get this output. It's not good enough to justify the salaries that he's paying and the luxury tax that he's paying. And so something's got to be shaken up. Uh, Let's go to Dan
2: on Highway 4. Dan, what's happening? You're on a roast.
1: Dante Shafi, what's going on? What's What's up, man? Oh, nothing much good. to hear you guys' voice. Um, I feel kind of sad, man, for Curry. I feel like they're wasting it, man. Like, if Curry had a bad game last night, they lose to the Blazers. And that's horrible. I know they won, but it just just doesn't feel like they won. No, it doesn't. And I agree with you guys. need to play the young guys. Let them play, man. Let them play. If you got to move Clay to the bench, then do it. You're the head coach. Make a move, Kirk. I feel like he's stubborn. He doesn't want to do it. Like, he has respect. He's playing like, he's playing best friends, buddies with these guys. Like, no, you're the head coach. Make a move, man. If it doesn't work, then maybe we do got to make a trade. I like Zach Levine. Can we trade Clay for Zach Levine? Zach
2: Levine doesn't play winning basketball, but I hear what you're saying. Zach Levine doesn't guard anybody. And he's he's a value shooter, too. He's also out for like four or five weeks. Right, like with him. an injury. So, no, let's, let's pay <laughs> you attention, took folks. took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, come on with the Zach Levine. Zach Levine to Pascal Siakam. Well, God, he, you know what it is. guys it's, are He's trying a to be name crazy.
0: who they seen in the dunk contest. Like I, 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 I'm not mad. Look, I'm open-minded to any possibilities right now for the Warriors. Like, if you told me we could... Flip one of the established players that is making big, a big coin for a couple of role playing shooters who just do something very yeah. specific who expire right. at the end of the year. I'd be open to that.
2: Um, let's uh, I think you in, need to
0: pave the way on the perimeter. Let's squeeze for the in youngsters. one more call.
2: Let's squeeze in one more call. Uh, 30 seconds. Uh, you know what? We'll go to injury part, Gene, Sean, Robert, Tim, Casey, all Kim. of you. We're gonna to get to everybody. You know what it is. We get to everybody. We talk with you, not at you, here on the morning roast on 957 of the game. But up next is the injury report.
0: It's time for the injury report. It really hurt! Brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for
1: over 40 years.
2: Oh man, Zach Levine, Pascal Siakam, OG and Anobi. What other name are we going to throw? It feels like Pasco Siakos' name has been thrown out for the last four years. It's kind of making me crazy. What oh, Bradley Beal. <laughs> oh, my God. Bradley Beal. And he's hurt now with the Phoenix. He, what did he play, like two games, three games? Uh, I think we're going to talk to Crocker at 920. We had to cancel on Dick Van because we're rolling on Warriors. We'll talk to Crocky at 920. Talk some 49ers. But Niners D tackle Eric Garza, folks, is dealing with issues with his foot. and knee. Was a And he was a participant in practice yesterday. I didn't know that. Uh, But Shedahan did say that Armstead could miss one, maybe even two games to deal with these injuries. And the hope is his absence will not last much longer beyond a couple weeks. Shedahan did also add that the issues in Armstead's knee are not ligament related. So that's cool. That is cool. Um, Somebody said, Trey Bonte. Sure, Trey, me. What am I worth? Am I worth a six-worker contract? Am I worth a daytime slot? Am I worth a nighttime slot?
0: Zach Levine.
2: Am I worth a slot? You tell me, Donaldo. Since you want to trade me, you clown. Uh, an injury report brought to you by Boxer Garrison, Northern California's Premier Workers Compensation Law Firm helping injured workers to get their lives back for over 40 years. What's coming up on the game is sponsored by Freebound Bank, full service banking, no compromises. Continue to talk some dubs here. A lot of people here on the lines so want to talk about the Warriors as we are not impressed with that win last night against the Portland Trailblazers. More coming up on 957 Game.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone